burrito, baby. Mais que nada, sai da minha frente que eu quero passar. Pois o samba está animado. O que eu quero é samba. Hi guys and welcome to the Jogger Burrito Football Podcast. I'm back, your host Billy. We've uh, we've deleted Adam from the podcast, <laughs> and I've only got two burritos <laughs> left with me, Boface and Mr. Tarek. Are here with me today. How are you guys doing? Very well. I'm good. Not too bad. I'm happy Adam's I'm gone. Well. I'm happy Adam's gone. Just doing my head in. Yeah, we kicked him out. Bloody Liverpool fans. You know how they are. <laughs> Won a few games, think <laughs> they win the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, cheap well, you know what? He'll be what? back for the shout out show. Exactly. Oh, oh, on a serious note, he's having a word with Alison, so I think he'll be back from <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, he's having a word. But yeah, we'll, yeah speaking of Liverpool, we'll be covering uh, the review of that game, a few other Premier League games as well. Uh, we'll look at how Arsenal fared, um, check the Manchester City game, and also Manchester United. Juicy games this weekend. They were all quite good, weren't they? Yeah, they were good. Yeah? 10 out of 10 or 5 out of 10? 7, 8? Uh, yeah. 6 out of 10 6 out of 10 I'll say Averagely 7, 7 out of 10 But the Tottenham Watford game Was definitely 10 out of 10 Second <laughs> half anyway Yeah Second half yeah, Second half First half was like 2 But yeah Tarek Tell me about the Liverpool game uh, Your views on what happened um, It was exciting uh, Obviously Alisson Made it even more exciting Towards the end of the game But in terms of Liverpool's actual performance Again not so beautiful yeah. uh, as it was earlier on the start of the season, like against the likes of West Ham. Yeah. Uh, and what did you make of Leicester's performance? Yeah, it w- it wasn't the the typical Liverpool performance that you expect in terms of you know the fast pressing, the the quick counters. I mean, the midfield were quite sloppy actually in possession. A lot of the time, they lost the ball quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think they were quite not fortunate, but I think two 0 going into half time was a bit flattering, but. Yeah. Leicester didn't create much in the first half that I can remember. I think second half they came out and played played pretty well. Um, I think player like um, Madison in particular, I think he's been playing very well for them. And their number ten, yeah, I think he, he played very well for Leicester against United as well. So he seems like a yeah. Very, they've been very a bit signing. hard done by, haven't they, with the early fixtures? Yeah, they have. I mean, they have you been, know, yeah, they've had Man United and Liverpool in the, the first few fixtures. Yeah. I mean, nowadays there's a top six, so. It makes it, you know, but back in the day there was a top two and then there was a top three, then the top four. Yeah. Now there's a top <laughs> six. Before you know it, there'll be a top eight. So it'll be like, <laughs> you know, they've had a hard time for the first eight games. So really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also, can I just make this point as well? I, I mentioned, it, mentioned it to you guys in the group already, uh, in our WhatsApp group, but um, Leicester got a bit of a, of a kind of like copying their 2015, 2016 team yeah, yeah, and yeah, in, yeah. in a way I mean the the, the right winger Gazelle he's literally looks exactly like a common copy of Mahrez but <laughs> like a poor man's Mahrez basically and yeah, yeah. their midfielder Mendy he looks like I don't know how he looks like actually but in, on the pitch Kante. himself he looks like a Kante, like Kante yeah. yeah so I'm thinking what am I, am I looking back at 2015 yeah. <laughs> 2015 2016 games <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, but, oh, yeah. yeah moving back to Alisson actually um, I think it was a comedy error I mean he got a bit too confident after what he did against was it Brighton he did it against? Yeah. Or Huddersfield, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Um, yeah, you got a bit too confident there with a the little Cruyff turn. But um, I think the way he came out afterwards and said, listen, I'm not arrogant. I'm going. I'm not going to just stick to my ways. I can learn from my mistakes. I thought that was pretty That was pretty good of him. I mean, some people can be like, oh, I don't care what happens. I'm just going to stick to what I do. But the fact that he wants to like, um, you know, learn from mistakes and improve is a good sign. 
for Liverpool. Yeah, but so also, also, sorry, Billy. With that point, is that I think goalkeepers are a bit weird. Like they think they can beat that in what call it in skillful, but the only reason they get away with it is the like, forwards are quite surprised when a goalkeeper does like a shimmy or like a twelve turn. So the fact that he came out last week saying he'll do this in every game just gave the forward that there might be a chance that he, he might do it. And it was so slow. It was like he, and that's the thing I was going to say. You know, like the goalkeepers are so unorthodox when they try and play football with their football, feet. Yeah. You look at a lot of the goalkeepers. The only one who comes to mind, and he's the absolute Don, is Edison. Because yeah, he Edison, can yeah. Yeah. Half of the yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. he actually looks like a footballer. I think he was yeah. an outfield player before, wasn't he? A left back or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 When he was in his youth so, career or something. When he yeah. so when he came out last week saying that this this way when he he chipped it over a, a who was it who were they playing last week I think they were playing in Brighton yeah yeah and he yeah, chipped yeah. over the player and they came out saying that he can do this every game I was thinking the next day the player would know that you, what you're doing and he would just sit back and he would just take the ball off you and that's what happened yeah I think also as well this is not like uh, I think it would be different in Serie A or some of the other leagues uh, in Europe. But in the Premier League, these, these the players get pumped up from this kind of talk. Like, they get really yeah, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, Glenn Murray will be so happy to hear that next time they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be so <laughs> excited. I think. And Paul Merson will be egging him on, and there'll be all sorts going on. Like, yeah, Glenn Murray's going to have Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that, I'm saying to you that in the Premier League, they, they eat off these kind of things. So it's a stupid yeah. mistake. Yeah, but he did say as well that you know he really wants to thank his. Um, uh, this was Allison, by the way, saying he wants to thank his uh, goalkeeping coach for giving him the confidence to do these things and and you know make him comfortable in being comfortable to do it. <laughs> mm, well, for me personally, you never do that at danger. That turn was so slow. <laughs> when you first saw it, you're thinking, it's like, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit like Adam, on, a bit like Adam on the football pitch, you know. Oh, <laughs> and them slow motion yeah. turns. Yeah. It's worse than Adam. I think. I think. I think we made a big mistake of sending Adam to talk to Alison because he would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was in installments. Yeah, I agree. It was really yeah. slow. I mean, yeah, yeah that guys got to learn from it. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, it's, you, 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 you kind of saw. Um, speaking of goalkeepers and their slow reactions, Peter Cech. How long, in terms of the Arsenal game that you saw this weekend? How long do you think he'll continue in that vein? For me personally, I don't mind the coach making his own footprint, stamping his own footprint in the club and saying, this is the way we are going to play. But I don't see any benefit of us playing it from the back. Because it's like it's like we're not trained to do it. We're doing it for the sake of doing it. And Cardiff, which is usually a, a, a team that sits back, came out knowing that they can get something from us Passing back, us passing it from the back, and they're quite, yeah. they're quite unfortunate not to score some goals in the first half. So, yeah. I think it's a matter of time where we probably do concede two, three goals in the first half from the back. What do you so, guys? Yeah. Know, oh, quick question: What do you guys think of this Lacazette and Aubameyang kind of punishing going on? I mean, Aubameyang's been shifted to the wing, hasn't he? Um, and you don't know whether he's going to prosper there. And it seems like, I don't know. For, to me, it seems like Emery's just trying to. Just trying to fit them all in, not trying to get the best team, if that yeah. makes sense. I think one of the issues as well with this kind of uh, partnership up front is when you look at it, in, I mean, people really underestimate Lacazette. And, uh, yeah. And a few other people will attest to me being his biggest fan. I actually really rate the guy. I think he's a brilliant player. 
better than Martial, so he'll probably win the Ballon d'Or first, Tarek. <laughs> <laughs> I did not but, say that. No, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it documented. But no, aside from that, what I'm saying to you is, like I said, he's got everything. He's aggressive. He's got link-up play. He's actually a centre-forward. And, you know, he's not a person with, you know, heaps of pay, pace. So that's not yeah. really the issue. The issue is, is that he's actually a really good footballer. Simple yeah. as that. And he compliments Aubameyang so much that Arsenal can flourish based on that. And I think and that's where... We're sort of from second row. And yeah, as Billy said, I totally agree with his point. I think the partnership is... It can flourish because, like I said, it's not a guy that will run in behind. So if Aubameyang learns that inwards, from the right run, coming inside, and then he can do some flicks with him. A bit like Firmino and Salah kind of linked sort of thing going on. And it's sort of yeah. second what, what, do you, what do you make of like the, the other imbalance on the other side of the pitch? I mean, all the way Affin, down. Affin. You've got the yeah. Bellerin issue that he's been exposed. Then you've got the yeah. issue with Ramsey and Ozil playing the same team. And yeah, yeah. as well. It just doesn't seem well, to work. The Billy, dynamics are wrong. Why does yeah. he keep consistent with it? Yeah, but then, Billy, I don't think we've got anyone in the whole squad that can solve that. I think that can be solved by going to transfer market. Yeah. I think the I teams, agree. I think we, I, yeah, I think there's not so a window. Yeah. I think the only one, and I think we're a bit desperate by having Uwebi play there. And he did play quite well with Chelsea, but... You don't have a natural just... winger, and you don't. You haven't really had a natural winger for a very yeah. long time, really. I mean, yeah. someone who's you know, just... You know, Iwobi was was not in the it, squad, and he wasn't yes. ill or injured. He was just dropped. Oh, what's that? It's because he's whack. I never knew that. To be honest with yeah. you, I don't know what's happening so with people getting dropped. Like, what happened with Sané... I think these youngsters are, are going out partying too much. <laughs> Maybe, I put it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something going on, you know. And uh, Iwobi's got a history of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tariq, you must be a happy man. And end-to-end, brilliant game uh, at United at Burnley. It was actually, from what I saw, a brilliant, fantastic match. Uh, a proper, proper tough one, you know what I mean? Proper angry that I didn't have Lukaku in my fantasy Premier League team. Not, I thought, uh, no, not many people do, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. Too, and it was just like one of those that I missed, you know what I mean? And I, now if I put him in, I'm just like, oh. Anyway, it was a good game. He scored two goals. He actually played really well. Um, yeah. And I thought Lingard, Sanchez and Lukaku linked up really well. Uh, what did you make of the game? Yeah, it was really positive. I think mean, going into the game and in any game away at Burnley is a tough game. Um, I think Mourinho actually has, has a very good record against Burnley. I think he has, he's won every game um, away at Turf Moor. But... Going into the game um, with the form that we were in. In light of the banner as well. Yeah, in light of the banner as well. The banner was a bit... Uh, like That's another that's another issue. <laughs> but in terms of the yeah. game itself, I mean, going into it, I was a bit sceptical to see, like, you know, United might be... Like, might not click and might struggle to get a win here. But we started off the game really, really well, right on the front foot, passing really quickly... It's something that I haven't seen for a while. I mean, the start of the Tottenham game, we played really, really well as well. Really well as well. So yeah. we started again um, very well again this time around. Um, Lingard especially was playing really well in the first maybe 10, 15 minutes. His movement was really good. Um, and it was one of them things that I was, I was watching it and I was thinking, we really need to make this dominance count. Like, if we don't score a goal, they'll grow into yeah. the game. Uh, but thankfully, we did <coughs> score a goal in the end. Lukaku with a, with a very clinical finish. Um I think all in all, it's very positive. I mean, clean sheet at the end, you know, Rashford, a bit naive with his headbutt. Um, yeah, but I want to make a point on that. You know, like, obviously, I'm going to be very in, in, uh, kind of politically incorrect here. And, you know, like, a lot of people kind of say, 
you know, you shouldn't react in a certain way. But I really got annoyed with Bosley. You know, like I kind of watched that over and over again. And then I rewinded it again, and then I watched it again, and then I rewinded it again, and I was just thinking, Rashford should have just given him a C into. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, <laughs> I wasn't happy with that at all. Yeah, like, I don't uh, like people swiping their legs and then and then you know squaring up after. I, I'm not really. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it takes me back to my point of Arsenal versus Cardiff as well because I was just thinking, like, you know, I was really happy Arsenal beat Cardiff. Mate, what we're, is we're it about United here? Teams? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just making a point here. What is it about some of these teams that really get on my nerves? And I realise it's not actually the teams themselves. You know, like these, they kind of want to beat Arsenal so badly and want to beat the top teams so badly. I think it's actually Neil Warnock. It does my head in the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would feel Bosley for that, you know what I mean, in the list of people alongside David Dunn. So, you know what I mean? Continue as you were, Tariq. But yeah, not too naive in my book, you know what I mean? Yeah, I should have should have had him. As in, uh, as in, Bosley kind of, as in, he kind of made him react like that in a way. Um, there should be some retrospective punishment for Bosley as well, I guess. I guess so, but I don't think it will happen. Um, yeah. I think Rashford, uh, he just saw red really, and he he apologized yeah. after the game. I'm sure he'll learn from it. Thankfully, it wasn't detrimental to our Costly. to the game because yeah. I think we actually made some chances even with ten men anyway. So yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a positive game. It's good that we got a win. Um, and hopefully we can kick on and not. Well, the, the annoying thing is this international breaks here, so we kind of the momentum kind of stopped if we had any injuries. But um, hopefully we can we can carry on after the break, um, after the international yeah. break. But also, also tired. Just to say, Fellaini um, actually played for quite well. Oh yeah, so yeah. I wanted to mention that as well. I forgot. Fellaini, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, I'm uh, one of his like critics. I'm not a big fan of yeah. him. Um, you don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. As many United fans don't. But to be fair to him, he's played. He played really well. I mean. It was yeah. a tactical decision to put him in, obviously. Burnley with sure, the, Burnley. the way oh, they play boy. and stuff. I mean, I was looking on Twitter when United put the uh, starting lineup Team up sheet. and a lot of people were saying, you know, where's Fred? Why is Fellaini starting this and that? But you can see Mourinho's thinking there. Um, and Fellaini played really, really well um, the way he just sat. And and basically he knew that, you know, he's not the type of player to just ping the balls. He just kept it simple. Yeah. And you have to give him credit yeah. when credit's due. And and Tottenham seemed to have got outdone this weekend. They had no cojones whatsoever. Troy Deeney called them out after the game. Did you guys see him calling them out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the guy can't help himself. But then again, it's starting to become like, yeah, okay, no worries. It's I think he's going to play with it. Yeah. yeah, he enjoys it. He loves it. And you know, yeah. the manager said after the game, this guy's been doing it since day one. Since I've come to the club, Troy Deeney has been the best example I could ever have in terms of a captain. So do you know what yeah. I mean? Next but, stop for Troy Deeney La Liga. Or, yeah. <laughs> but the guy, the, the guy actually gets me so surprised the way he looks. He's actually quite fit, but it's very unfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he lost well, quite a lot of weight over the summer. He was saying, yeah. uh, he lost like but a stone. He, like, like, he chased the ball down. Like he chases defenders down. But you're thinking you're too big to be doing that. Yeah, yeah I, can't remember, I can't remember who 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 pushed off the ball and left them. But it was Davison Sanchez. No, Davison uh, Sanchez. I was really surprised. Sanchez was well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean Sanchez is a strong guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for him to push him off that way, I mm. kind of thought, okay, well, Troy Deeney is a bit of a, mm. a bit of a he's a bit of a lump. But no, nonetheless, uh, <coughs> Ace, you watched the game. What did you think of it? Uh, and what does it mean for Watford? Okay, just tell me. I think. Yeah, I think Watford played absolutely quite well. I think what they did was the, the part of the plan was to send them down the width and get and they dealt with all the crosses that came in, and they literally were set up quite well with Happy 
Gracias. So I think they played well. And Tottenham, there was a period where Watford was going crazy on them, crazy on crazy on them. He just needed someone to slow it down, but they were losing momentum. Yeah. And you can see yeah. the head stop as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I was watching Alderweire yeah. and I was thinking, you know, it's interesting to see him and his kind of head drop. And he, every time they yeah. conceded a corner, they would kind of look around. And yeah. even Troidini said, we're going to make this place a fortress. And they seem to be mm. doing what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing as well. Uh, fans were good as well. Christian Eriksen start to the season. It's been very laboured. Slow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got him in my team. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's very slow in, in, in the way he's been playing. Don't know what's happened, um, but I mean, it's been a heavy start from him. Harry Kane also as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. That so, as well has been. Yeah, a few of the top players have been off the mark. But to be fair, do you really blame them? Because they had a very busy summer and they all came back quite slow. So I know, but, it's, but do you think it's, well, it's, it's only get worse way. though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you uh, not think it maybe need, they need some little bit, a little bit of freshen, freshening up? I you mean, know, just yeah. like. That yeah, one signing, yeah, they yeah. just give them a bit of a boost if in the team. If they're that, tired now, yeah. how are they going to be in a few months' time when Christmas period hits and games are Champions coming thick and fast? Champions yeah. League as well, yeah. Exactly, so yeah. it'd be interesting to see where yeah. they end up. I remember, I'm not, so I, did, I didn't put them in the top year? four in my prediction. What's that? Do they make the top four in your p- prediction? No. They don't? They don't, okay. precisely for that reason, because they didn't really recruit. Mm. But anyways, and aside from the Spurs game, also uh, Man City uh, got a win uh, alongside Chelsea, who managed to win it late. But in regards to Man City, a slow performance. And for me personally, it was highlighted in the performance and the start to the season Riyad Mahrez has had. I mean, I know he's trying to embed himself within the team, but he just looks completely different player to to the one we've seen recently. Um, What did you make of the game, Tarek? Yeah, I agree in the sense that Man City were quite slow and laboured in the way they played. I mean, they controlled possession as we expect. Um, and Newcastle came, what, five at the back, so they just sat back. But in terms of creating chances, Man City's passing was quite slow. Um, they started off with um, Jesus and Aguero up front and there wasn't much movement between them. Um, and I think they struggled. And I think when in the second half when Bernardo Silva came on, it changed the game for them because uh, he was making runs in behind, he was causing troubles, pip, um, popping up on the right, popping up on the left. So he changed the game for them. But um, Newcastle, I mean, you have to sympathise with them in terms of, you know, their recruitment. Rafa Benitez has got his hands tied. Um, Definitely. You, you can expect yeah. in the sense that coming coming to a game with Man City away, he's going he's gonna to play like he did at Chelsea last week. Um, and I, I don't think he, you know, deserves the... As in, people were kind of like annoyed at him the way he played, which I don't understand because the way he's been backed or not backed, yeah. rather, yeah. Um, has kind of forced his hand, which is a shame. <coughs> but um, yeah, Man City ground out the win. You kind of expected that anyway, but they they weren't the free, free, free flowing Man City that we know. Yeah, no, but uh, Ace mentioned Ace mentioned uh, previously in the previous podcast. You spoke about Fernandinho being the weak link, and I was trying to figure out why he would be the weak link. But when watching him in this game, I actually just noticed he was really sloppy in possession. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean Pep must hate that, you know? And Especially about, in moves. And that shows that when Pep went after Jorginho, Jorginho yeah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, yeah. imagine Jorginho must, in this team. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So he must know that was the, an area of weakness that he wanted to yeah. ratify. Yeah. So, yeah, and even that shown in the second role where Newcastle stored 
after they conceded, and that was really good goal. But Man City looked quite slow in the in defending, sort of thing. They were quite yeah, walking, the yeah, yeah, transition, yeah. yeah. But I do think uh, Solomon Rondon uh, in transition was brilliant. Um, I think I think he kind of set up the link-up play really well. I think he's really well drilled by Rafa Benitez, and he's definitely yeah. one of those players who will go down on my list of the ones I've heard consistently uh, on Match of the Day for the last few years. Afterwards, Hulihan left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Solomon Rondon there. Um, Jan Matt. Jan Matt. Every time I turn on Match of the Day, he's on there. Um, yeah, to be, to be continued. Glenn Murray. Nah, he's recent because Brighton was yeah. quite recent. I'm, I'm talking about the last 10 years. You know, the last 10 years, there has to be Maloney for Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> Maloney, yeah, for Wigan. Um, Leon Britton. He can, he can, he can go there, yeah. Uh, but he's obviously yeah. left us recently. But yeah, listen, there's a long list. Left, oh, yeah, Rankel Angel. <laughs> that, that would definitely yeah. Rankel Angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said Britain so, left yeah. us recently like he's passed away. He hasn't passed away, guys. Yeah. He's just uh, yeah. retired. He's a coach now. He's a coach at Swansea, yeah. Yeah, he's coach Swansea, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's the only person in the Premier League history to have 100% pass completion. Don't you dare talk about him badly. Wow. In one game? No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> yeah, in one game. No one cares, honestly. But yeah, um, I guess that's it for the games. We'll be back with the shout-out show. Is that right? Or is there any more games that anyone wanted to mention? Who cares? Not I don't. So yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, remember to follow us on all social channels, uh, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we'll be back with the shout-out show straight after this, uh, uploaded to your SoundCloud arena and iTunes. Nonetheless, uh, apart from that, we'll see you in about two weeks' time because it's an international break, and that means we get a break. Take care. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Que nada sai da minha frente que eu quero passar Pois o samba está animado O que eu quero é sambar